welcome to the Yak Sports Podcast with Joe Deck and Leland McRae. Leland, big news today. Right before we uh, started the yeah. podcast, you know, it's almost like King Cook Cash listens and knows, hey, they're probably not recording <laughs> Monday because the national championship. Let me save it another day. Uh, and then announces his commitment today before we record. King Cook Cash going to UVA. Um, obviously, we're a little bummed about that. Uh, not being UVA fans, but oh, we're also yeah. happy for him because it's a it's a great yes. opportunity for him. And uh, you and I are both wishing him well at UVA, even if we don't wish the Cavaliers well. Uh, yeah, I, I don't root for them to win, but I root for as much success Caden can have uh, there. I want him to have it. And so, yeah, they, he's testing my fandom. But I will say, initially, when I read the tweet of him going to UVA, I, it was happy. Like, I, I, I responded in a positive manner. It wasn't like, shoot. It wasn't like, darn, darn my Hokies or anything like that. It was, I'm happy for him. The opportunity for him, uh, for him personally, it's great. For him, for a kid coming out of Riverhead, it's great. For a kid coming out of Class 1, great. So, I also have a lot of optimism that Cade's going to make the most of it. And that's how I viewed this from the beginning. I just think... He's the kind of guy you want in the locker room. He's the kind of guy you want leading by example. And um, a lot of when you do that kind of stuff right, it usually shows on the field. And I think he has a natural gift of being in the right place at the right time on the football field. So I'm just anxious to see him get out there and get that opportunity. When you look who they had last year as an all-freshman linebacker out of Essex and having watched him play against Caden Cook-Cash year after year after year, in the state semifinals and Caden looking like the best player in the field every time they, they matched up. I I'm excited for what he, opportunities he has. And I think, uh, you know, I, I'm not rooting against the Essex kid. I mean, he's already done well and he can keep doing well. Um, I would just like Caden to go in there and, and, and look good too and continue to make class one uh, look good and, and prove that there is talent in class one that's deserved to be looking at at a recruiting level. And uh, this is the cream of the crop. I'm not saying, you know, we got to start looking at people's backups in class. Well, that's not the argument I'm trying to make, but I just, I want to make sure that these, these top level guys keep getting these opportunities and for these guys to go to the next level and perform well, I think uh, can do that. And um, you know, I'm, I'm not saying this in a way to put pressure on King Cook cash. I don't, I don't think that kid deals poorly with pressure. I think he does well with pressure. He always steps up in the biggest moments was always uh, good in big games and uh, he's good in every game. So I, I'm optimistic about what's ahead of him here. Um, sure. Yeah, I'm, I can't ignore my Hokie fandom, but uh, I will cheer for all the success he can have. Um, and I, I won't even say he'll sacrifice it for, for Tech Kevin optimism. If, if for some reason Caden Cook-Cash personally beats the Hokies in the long run, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to smile that this kid from Riverheads, this kid that I watched every snap of his career, uh, did well. And uh, I, I, in some part of me will hate it, but I think overall I'll like it just because I think that red blood might be a little thicker um, just because that's my roots. So uh, I'm, I'm happy for him. Very excited. Yeah. I, I don't know if I want to go that far. Um, I don't, I don't know if I want <laughs> him to, fine. you didn't, you didn't walk those halls. You didn't. Play yeah. I don't know if I want to see him beating Virginia tech. Um, I don't want to see that. I'm just saying if, if he, if he himself, takes over a game like I've seen him do on football field. If he does it at the collegiate level, I don't care who it's against. I'm going to think it's awesome for him and, and it'd be excited for him. I will. I agree. It's awesome for him. I'm not going to be happy about it. 
<laughs> if it's against I think Virginia it's great Tech for, for UVA, for all the down that I say about UVA, I think they're getting a heck of a ball player. Yeah, and uh, you know when there wasn't the commitment back at the a couple weeks ago, right before Christmas, I, I was kind of worried of what was going on because I just don't know. You know, I don't mm-hmm. have an inside source here. Like I, you know, I I messaged him tonight, and I think that's the first time I've ever done that because I leave the players alone because I'm I'm told to and I know to. Um, I. I was just worried maybe conditions were changing or his priority. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know what he was doing. So I just was hoping the offers were still there um, and all that, because I know things change in that in that field. So oh, sure. uh, when he committed, I, I think that was why easily it was happy, just because he still had that top power five offer, option to go do. And and so have at it. And, uh, I mean, go Hokies, but uh, but go Caden too. So Yeah, very happy for him. And uh... – as, as we've already touched on, hope he has success at UVA. Um, not rooting, Absolutely. not rooting for the Cavs week in week out, but hope Caden does well. Um, yeah, if he can have a million tackles or a million, however they, however he can be around that football, if he has a million of that stat, <laughs> great for him. I just hopefully the team loses. I don't know. <laughs> I, it would be hard to have a million tackles in a season and lose. I think. <laughs> um, but moving to high school. Uh, basketball. Uh, we'll start with yeah. the boys this week. Uh, Stewart's draft off to a great start, three and zero. They beat Riverheads, Waynesboro, and Gap. Maybe the teams we weren't expecting a lot from, but they're all wins, and so that's a good start. Uh, Wilson and Stanton, the teams that we did expect to be very good, also two and zero. And Fort has started off solid to the new district campaign, um, but. Obviously, uh, with four undefeated teams, something's going to have to give there, and uh, they're going to have to start playing each other this week. Yeah, and, and I'm worried that one of my stats is wrong because there's too many wins for how many losses. But it, it's something <laughs> close to this. We have four undefeated teams and three winless teams, and and I think we just see it right there. Yeah, at least the the bottom top half and the bottom half, because honestly, that's kind of what we expected to see. So focusing on the top half and the positive, I'm really interested in what Stewart's draft has this week. Uh, they play Central, which is a great to be test uh it's a saturday game so i like what that's gonna you know show us for what stewart's draft with the improvements we're expecting to see out of them with the hot start uh what that means uh where they sit in to be and then to come back and then get back to district play against wilson next week i i just think that's a really you know week plus here for stewart's draft that'll be very interesting yeah because as you touched on i mean central's gonna be tough right that's a good yeah. region test um, but that's going to be a really tough game up in Woodstock for them on Saturday. Yeah, and then absolutely. And then to come back and then, then you play Wilson, mm-hmm. who is, you know, one of the favorites, if not yeah. the favorite in some people's minds of winning the Shenandoah district, that's going to be tough. Um, but we'll see how that shakes out. It's going to be interesting for Wilson. Honestly, what a week. I mean, you have, <laughs> you have Stewart's draft coming up and then you have Stanton coming up. I mean, whew. Yeah, yeah, it's actually or, they, they the, the, the reverse order there. But, Buffalo Gap. Then yeah. they get that Stanton game. Then they get a game against LCA next Monday. Then the draft game. I mean, they have a crazy after after the Gap game. That's just a tough little run here. So that's another reason I think it's interesting that Stewart's draft and Wilson kind of play on the back end of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll we'll talk again I think before that game happens, but it it's gonna be right after that. I it, you know they'll have been through the gauntlet there with the Stanton game, which is a rivalry. It's 3C and then the 3C LCA game 
it, just leading into right before that. It, it's going to be interesting. Plus, the weather is probably going to impact all this, too. So no, we'll have sure. to see with that. But, you know, kind of parallel there, Stanton, they'll have a Heritage game and then the Wilson game. So both of them have that Wilson-Stanton. Both of them are part of that. But then they both have a 3C game right around it. And so uh, I'm really – I think we start to have a measuring stick for 3C through this week. And, and this is where we start seeing the top of the district play each other. And we're going to start – you know, we, we know the top half, how are we going to start separating the top half? So I think it's a really interesting week coming for boys basketball. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, we talked about Wilson gap. They're going to play first and that kind of piggybacks into our girls basketball. And it's a nice segue because yeah. those are the top two teams in the Shenandoah district. We've touched on it. We've, we both like Big Buffalo one. gap as a potential dark yeah. horse to win the Shenandoah district. And that first matchup is right here this week. And it's a big chance for uh, coach Morgan to take his girls who are bringing a lot back from a very deep state tournament run last year. They're trying to get back and, and see if they can win the Shenandoah district, maybe even win a state championship this season. And this is the first step in winning a Shenandoah district, uh, Shenandoah district regular season championship in my mind, yeah. because if you lose this one, I mean, yeah, technically you could then get the next one and you're, you're even, but it'd be nice to have the leg up and have Wilson chasing you rather than you having to chase Wilson. Yeah, I absolutely. And I mean, this is a, a rivalry here. Mm-hmm. I think it, it's taken a little step back in a, for a couple of years here, but you know, it wasn't that long ago. This was a hot battle twice a season. Uh, we might've still had the district tournament then, and, and you might get it a third time. It, it is absolute rivalry right there across County. You got coach Jackie Bryan coming in 17th season at Wilson just got her 250th win uh, the other night. And and congratulations to her. I know she's probably not a listener and <laughs> she's disagreed with me uh, directly in the past, but I mean, that, that mark speaks for itself and, and you can't deny the success she's had there. Um, you know, and CC Robinson's had some big games, especially of late. So uh, they're going to come in strong, but the, you know, Buffalo gap isn't going to be scared of them. And then those kids have grown up in that program, knowing what it takes to win local basketball. They haven't seen the girls right in front of them do that, but they know it takes beating Wilson and it takes beating teams like Fort too. And so they're, they're going to take their first shot at that against Wilson. I mean, that's the must see game. I, you know, as much as Stanton Wilson's good, I think that's later in the week. I think you go see this girl game uh, this week. And then next week you can catch the, um, the boys Stanton Wilson game, but uh, absolutely big one. Uh, you know, moving ahead, you know, Fort Defiance kind of came alive a little bit. They got a couple wins. I think, you know, some district play might might help them. Uh, mm. But they won the last three, and we were kind of waiting for that to happen out of them, and it has. So, um, yeah, again, I think beating up on the lower half of the district, but that's one of the games you should win. And, and so fair enough, and, and you move forward there. Uh, so I, I, I think Fort Defiance will end up finishing in that upper half. Um, but, uh, you know, they're going to have to make some more movement. We're going to have to see more out of them to think uh, they're in that top three. I agree. Um, I don't want to harp too much on that here early in the season because they've won the games they needed to win, I guess. But sure. um, I-, I agree with you. We kind of we're still in the wait and see mode with Fort, kind of like we're in the wait yeah. and see mode. It was Stanton and uh, and draft for that matter, because I think. Yeah. In that battle for third place, those are the three teams. And I don't know if anyone has really separated themselves no. in terms of and, that and yet. S- and Stanton had that first opportunity, and, and it was a beatdown they took to Buffalo Gap. So, you know, but that's I, not... I think a lot of Stanton this year, I thought that was a big improvement. Maybe that ends up telling us, hey, <laughs> Gap's pretty good. 
And, and I think I this week with their game against Wilson, maybe we'll see that. But also we might, the, the more easy way to believe that is maybe Stanton's just not quite there yet. And, and finishing in the upper half of the district is a huge improvement for them. Uh, they fell on their first opportunity, but they're going to have a lot more opportunities. I mean, you got everybody ahead of them in the schedule. Um, they got to play everybody but Gap uh, twice already. So yeah. you can't rule them out so far. But, you know, an early flub, I, I think they had a tough week and, and a tough game against Broadway as well. So uh-huh. we'll see how they kind of rebound from that because that's signs of a good team or, you know, a quality team too is if you can rebound from the lows. And uh, so they'll have that opportunity. Yeah, I think I, I... – I know the gap game is lopsided and nobody wants to get beat by 21 points, but to me that reinforces my belief coming into the season that Wilson gap neck and neck at the top giant step down Yeah, Fort draft Stanton. I I think another sizable step down Riverheads Waynesboro, Um, but we'll see. and the backside of that week, we will get that, you know, Gap plays Wilson, but then they play Buffalo, but then they play Fort Defiant. So whatever happens to that Wilson mm-hmm. game too high or too low, you got to come out ready for Fort Defiance because because they've woken up there. So Gap is that team to watch for the girls this week, uh, monster games. And uh, like I said, Stewart's draft is that, that team on the boys' side to watch, uh, but also leading towards Stanton-Wainsboro, or Stanton-Wilson, excuse me, uh, head-to-head matchup there. So good stuff there in the high school basketball uh, I know Riverheads did well. I saw I saw one headline that said Riverheads did well wrestling. That's that's what I got. Sorry guys. Yeah. Uh, college I, football. Actually, whoa whoa whoa, 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 whoa. While we're doing basketball, let's just stick with basketball, then we'll go to football. Fair enough. Um, college basketball tech. Yeah. It's not going well in the ACC yeah. on the on the men's side. Nice on the men's side. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's that's two two losses in the ACC. Uh, yikes. It's just not looking yeah. good there. Um, UVA is having an up and down kind of yo-yo season right now in the ACC. I think UVA is probably Man, those people have no patience. No, patience. they really don't. It's it's alarming to see some <laughs> of the posts coming out of like UVA basketball that I see come across my timeline, and I'm just like, yo, what are you guys doing? Like, <laughs> it's it's bizarre. Um, and it's kind of I'm not seeing it as much out of Tech fans. But there are occasionally I'll have a conversation with somebody and they're like, I don't know if it's Mike Young thing. I don't know. It might have been a flash in the pan. And I'm like, dude, he won an ACC tournament. Like that was something no one ever thought was going to happen at Virginia Tech. Like he can be there until he dies if he wants. Like I and then you bury him under Castle, like uh, under the floor. But it's just (laughs) I think both fan bases. Luckily, I think the people in charge are not listening to the fans in in that sense like mike young's not going to be going anywhere anytime soon tony bennett's not no. going anywhere anytime soon the yeah. folks that are getting bent out of shape over this i i don't know what to tell you like uva you won a national championship I, if people yeah. are thinking we should be a team that's competing for a national championship every year i don't know get a grip like that's not who you are. I'm not saying you can never compete for a national championship ever again, but you kind of need to calibrate expectations a little bit. You're not Duke. You're not Kentucky. Kentucky, Kansas. Yeah. You're not not in that. You're not that that preseason early first game of the season. And I usually like in Chicago or something or for those 14 Michigan state and the other teams I just said, 
you're not one of those. So just accept and the, that. And the kind of brand have. of basketball that they say they love, like that's not built for year in, year out success. Like it's going to come in waves because it takes a while to perfect that system. And this year you're not perfecting that system. So you just need to be okay. I'm not saying they can't get hot and go on a run in the tournament or anything like that, but it's to think like this start to the season and just slamming the panic button the way they are. I don't know. I agree. It's, it's weird. It's weird. Um, if you're going to say, well, we won the ACC, look how great we are. Then you got to respect that the ACC is tough. And like, yeah. when you're not on top of it, you're, you're going to take some lumps and they're doing that. I, I just can't believe I, I, I haven't heard much Mike Young stuff. Um, but yeah, I've definitely heard the Tony Bennett stuff, which is, absolutely crazier and and with all respect to coach Mike Young and how much I think of him you you just can't you have nothing to say about Tony Bennett you just don't you're so far away from having a leg to stand on and something like that I mean just I just don't get it but I mean they've lost three of five I I mean every other ACC program has done that at some point in the last five years yeah they have I mean Duke and UNC has had it too so like live with it like you'll be all right uh, JMU's men lost their first game of the year at Southern yeah. Miss. Uh, so they dropped out of the top 25. They're still getting a lot of votes, but they dropped out of the top 25. They're going to be fine. I, I, no, a I don't game in the Sun Belt. It's going to happen. No, I, well, I shouldn't say nobody. No reasonable person thought JMU was going to go undefeated in college basketball. <laughs> um, hey, I mean, if you think they could make every shot in a basketball game, maybe you might think that. I was going to say, you need to put that qualifier in because of people who cover the team and people who are fans <laughs> of the team. But, um, this fan base more so than others. We just talked about a fan base. It's like grumbling about Tony Bennett, this JMU fan base more than others sometimes gets some pretty wild expectations. Yeah. Um, and but in a road game in the Sunbelt, a, a conference road game, you lost. That's not the, end of the, I mean, like, honestly, that's the way I first defend Virginia Tech's also. Both of them are road games. Like I, that's how I start to accept it. I acknowledge there's some bad signs. But I was like, going to say it happens <laughs> so that they can move ahead. Now they get two home games. They can beat yeah. South Bama and Athens state. There's no reason they can't expect to win those games and, and make people forget that. It's about winning the Sun Belt tournament. That's honestly, yeah. if you're JMU, it's about That's winning it. the Sun Belt tournament. Being in the top 25 would be great. Yeah. But I got news for you. If you go out early in the Sun Belt tournament, you're not getting in the tournament. So yeah. ranked or not two or three seed going in and set yourself up. Yeah. Because even if you're in the top 25, I, I and this is what is going to drive JMU fans nuts because of what happened during football season. And they didn't feel like they were getting respected there by the NCAA or whatever, but it, you could be in the top 25 win the Sun Belt tournament and you're going to be like a six or seven seed because they're not going to respect the, the committee is going to look at you and go mm, Sun Belt. They're not going to see the number beside your name. They're going to be like, mm, but Sun Belt. So win the Sun Belt. That, that's all I got to say. Um, going to the women's side, uh, we got three teams that are all doing pretty well. Virginia Tech women, as bad as we were talking about the Virginia Tech men, the Virginia Tech women have looked good. They had a game yeah. winner against NC State that was huge. And yeah, uh, they got a game winner out of Kitley there down, down at the end. I mean, and that, I, I, that team is just a top 10-ish team there. Uh, I think so. Maybe even a little bit tighter, but they're in that range, so that, that gives them an opportunity. We'll see how things stretch. If they close well, they'll be a very high seed in this tournament. And uh, so it, I, I'm excited about what is possible for them. You know, that kind of win is one of those things that can help propel you. It also gives you confidence in other games. They're winning that, losing that game, 10 points, like the whole game. 
and they came back and it's like they couldn't get over that hump. Couldn't get over, then they did. And then they got the game winner. So that'll give them a lot of confidence. And, and Kenny Brooks was getting a lot of praise and, as he should, as he should. Yeah. Uh, where Kenny Brooks, Kenny Brooks came from was JMU. They're undefeated in the Sun Belt so far, and they're having a pretty successful season. Um, and the women are going to keep battling there too. Uh, again, I, I would expect to see. <laughs> yeah, I would expect to see the, a JMU sweep of the Sun Belt. To be honest, in basketball, I do think the men are going to win that conference. I think the women are probably going to win the conference tournament in the Sun Belt. So, um, I do think JMU fans will have a lot to be happy about when it's March. For VCU, uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, they beat Maryland Eastern Shore, and we talked about Coach Jackie Bryan getting 250 wins. Coach Beth O'Boyle for VCU got her, her 250th career win when she beat UMass. Nice. Um, then they went on the road for two massive A-10 tournament games. I mean, these are both teams that are in uh, that first quadrant, I believe, uh, of the net rankings. And in the NCAA and, and they lost a heartbreaker to Richmond. They were winning the entire time, but then the fourth quarter Richmond came back, got the win Davidson. They struggled in the first quarter. were behind double digits at some points came back, got it close at halftime. Then they went on a run to open up the second half, got a nice sizable lead held on in the fourth quarter, won fairly comfortably in that game against Davidson, which is a massive, I mean, even after the loss, Davidson is in the top 50 of the net ranking. So that's a big, big win for VCU on the road. Uh, this week they're going to be at home uh, Wednesday, uh, probably the day you're listening to this, uh, when they play the Fordham Rams, Ram on Ram Crime in the A-10 at 6 p.m. on ESPN+. And then Saturday they're going to go take on Loyola at Loyola Chicago. Uh, that's going to be Saturday at 2. Uh, but both VCU off to a great start uh, and hoping to continue it as uh, it's just been a, a really um, – Big jump from last year. I mean, I know folks that listen to this podcast and heard our updates. Uh, no, it was just a struggle for VCU last year. Really young team, but those players have uh, really had super sophomore seasons, and you're seeing it on the floor. And uh, I obviously would love you to tune in Wednesday at 6 p.m. Uh, to watch them play Fordham and hopefully uh, improve to 3-1 and one in the conference, 14-2 and two overall. Yeah, and, you know, that's it's – Great that we that they're doing well. I think last year was just a dip. That's how I'm looking at this for you, Joe. Like last year was just a little dip. Like they were good, and then they took a little dip down. Now they're right back up. So this is the norm. This is the expectation. Yeah. And if you're looking for the local connection, again, Zoli Khalil uh, gets a lot of playing time there at VCU uh, from Spotswood High School. Nice. So let's move to college football now. Let's, let's talk do it about now. some football and build our way back up. Uh, we had the national championship game. Michigan won. There's, I think, one person on earth and, and his family, I guess. I'll, I'll rip them in that I'm happy for them. Otherwise, I'm not happy. I, I just – I don't like Michigan. I just don't. I don't like Harbaugh. No. I just – nothing nothing I saw there made changed it, any of it for me. I'm, I'm happy for my friend, and that is it. I'm happy for his happiness. I'm not happy for what's happened on the field. So, um, I mean, just what you were afraid of, like what you kind of said, Washington can't let – Michigan's running game beat them. They can't let the D line, you know, treat them kind of like they treated Alabama. And just, I mean, halfway through the, I mean, through the first quarter, you're just like, oh, that's exactly what Michigan's doing right now. So like, I just didn't have faith that Washington was going to be able to really get back in the game. They, they did stop the bleeding. They got within the one score there. They kind of danced around being in a game. 
but then it just, you know, grew back away from them late. And so I, I did turn it off with a couple minutes ago. Cause I was, I, I watch a lot of celebrations, even for teams I don't care about, particularly with pro teams and stuff. I didn't need to see this. So I cut it off <laughs> and, and moved on. Cause I was like, that's, that's okay. Yeah, I shut it off uh, in the fourth quarter. I think there was a point yeah. where Washington went for it, didn't get it, and then Michigan went right, ran right down the field and scored a touchdown. I was like, all right. Yeah, they were like inside the 10 immediately. Yeah, yeah I was like, all right, cool. I'm out. Um, yeah. Mark Cuban style. It was right when I texted you the projection. That's when I turned it off. Because um, I was like, I'm good. I was, um, oh, you were earlier than that when you sent that. You were in the third quarter, I think. Oh, well, I was right. Um <laughs> So maybe I maybe I waited a little longer then before I shut it off. But it, I, I felt, think Washington got the ball back again, like down one score when there was like the projection. Oh, OK. Like, ooh, ooh. And then like that's when the huge play. happened. I'm telling you, when I send you that projection, it's over. I hear you. It's 1046. There's no way that was the fourth quarter. I don't know. I don't know I how don't to know. go back and find out what real time was. But yeah. I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> it, that game sucked that the. I texted you and I was texting somebody else too. I was just like, why couldn't they have just let Texas win? Like Texas, <laughs> this wouldn't have happened to Texas. Like, <laughs> that wouldn't have yeah. happened to Texas. Now I'm not going to sit here and be like, Oh, Washington didn't belong in that game. This is bull. Yeah. Boo, they, boo. Won. they won their, they won their semifinal game. They absolutely belonged in that game. They earned the right to be there. It just sucks that they lost to Michigan because I didn't want Michigan to win. And if this, and if the NCAA has taught us anything, kids, cheat, cheat. It doesn't matter. There are no consequences. Well, actually, there will be because somebody more just powerful get, than the NCAA will probably be in charge. But get an emotional assistant coach and just have at it. I, I will say this: if I am another college, especially a Power Five school, there is nothing. That is going to stop me from cheating. Doing exactly what Michigan did, there's nothing that's going to stop me. Yeah, What's the worst that happens? My head coach gets suspended for three games? Who cares? Good. So, what I learned is Jim Harbaugh is useless because for half the season, he wasn't there and his team still won games. That's what I learned. Yeah, there you go. Jim Harbaugh is useless. Yeah. Might as well let him go to the end. Connor Stallions and that assistant offensive coordinator who I heard about nonstop matter way more than Jim Harbaugh does. That's that's what I took away from this. Also, that quarterback is just weird. I don't like him. J.J. McCarthy, not a fan. Yeah. Pass. Yeah. I, I the was, whole, like, I oh, he's out. Two games. He's wearing two his games socks on the turf. Against Bama. He's wearing his socks on the turf pregame to help zen himself. We're like, cool. Yeah. No. I'd like to zen yeah, him right out of the that's stadium. Not, that doesn't draw me in ever. That, so. Oh, my gosh. Um, because that's, that's I mean, for definitely of, not for the cameras. Definitely for not for the, the cameras. world that we knew of college football, uh, it, that's over. Thank God. The the Power Five isn't what it is anymore. Uh, this power, this fourteen playoff isn't there anymore. I mean, we got Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC. We got USC, UCLA, Oregon, and Washington headed to the Big Ten. We got Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, and Colorado coming back to the Big Twelve. I wonder if Nebraska wishes they could come back to the Big 12. ACC getting Stanford, Cal, and SMU. And this all gets dumped into a 12-team playoff. So it's just we got we got new rules to learn next year and how things apply and and how rankings are going to go. I'll tell you what, I can probably name the top six right now. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's just going to be a, a bit of a different world. Um, 
I don't know. I, I sit here and talk about it like, oh, this is bad. Or I'm going to watch it just the same. I'm going to watch the crap out of it. So The only thing I'll say about the different. new world is they haven't voted. I know there's rumblings that they want to make changes to the format now that the Pac-12 is gone. But that none of that has been agreed to. So as of this recording, it's still the top six conference champions and six at-large bids. Here's, here's where the college football playoff hypocrisy is going to be called out. They have said, we don't want to dilute the regular season when we do this. Cool beans, dude. Neither do I. Conference championships matter then. Top six conference champions. You only have six at-large bids. Now it matters. If you get rid of that, I've got, if, if you're the ACC or the Big 12 and you vote on shrinking the number of conference champions, you're an idiot. Because they're coming yeah. for you next. Yeah. No, it needs, like, I mean, everybody, everybody other than the SEC and Big Ten should keep it as high a number as you can get it. Oh, yeah. You should keep it as high as you <laughs> can get it because then. Table. Look at what Florida State just dealt with. Yeah, because then you're boxing out the possible number of SEC and Big Ten teams that can get in there. Yeah. And I, and you, you know what I've said every week since I've said it the first time. Whether the top six ranked conference champion or not, if you're an undefeated conference champion, you should be in. So I yeah, I think well, they're not going to do that. that. They're not going to write that rule in. But they should. They should for themselves. But they're not going to. Um, because that way they don't have to say why they didn't let somebody in later. They just they're going to be in. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'd like to see this top six conference champion stay automatic bids, and then you have six at larges. Um, but. Again, I, so I think the ACC SEC and three Big Ten teams. Great. <laughs> okay, but then, but if you're the I mean, ACC and the Big Twelve, in. like I've got news for the ACC and the Big Twelve, you're not getting any at large bids. So why you would help the SEC and crap. the Big Ten to get more at large yeah. bids, get more money, and then eventually gobble you up is dumb. The, the it's only dumb. Way that in the world that I'm familiar with. That ACC could have two teams in is if Florida State undefeated plays Clemson undefeated and ACC championship. That's the only game they could start to hope that they could get that loser in there. But here's the thing, right? And this goes back to what you and I have talked about before. Perception is reality. The perception is the Big Ten and the SEC are the only conferences that matter. So if you're the ACC and the Big 12, you need to keep the number of at-large bids that those conferences could possibly ever get as small as possible. And then you need your conference champion when they're in there to beat those teams, beat those at larges. And and heck, if you beat the conference champ, if you beat the big 10 or the sec champion, that's even better and make a run. Because then if you do that enough, then people are gonna be like, Oh, wait a minute. The ACC actually isn't dog crap. And Florida state needing their third string quarterback and still winning it. Wow. They must be really good. Or the big 12 could say the same thing. Or the big 12 could do the same thing or the Sun Belt, or the AAC or whoever, like, that's and what I'm you need. Mr. I don't need to see Boise State or San Jose State, whatever my shirt says. Yeah. I don't need to see them. But I also don't need to, like this year, didn't need to see Penn State or Ole Miss involved either. So what you're saying the idea, is completely behind. Yeah. Completely the idea behind. that people ate up in mass because it's fed to them. Penn State and Ole Miss are good football teams. They belong in the top 12. The fact that people ate that up proves how dumb our country can be yeah because both of those teams i've watched them plenty this year they both sucked royally sucked penn state and of course they play each other in comparison to the top in comparison to the top yes they play now of course they played each other in their bowl game and one of them vastly sucks more than the other one which was proven in the bowl game yeah but it's to me that is just 
Here's the thing, though. The ACC and the Big 12 are going to get in their heads. We're going to get at large bids. So let's only have four. They're not going to get any at large bids, but they're going to be dumb enough to think they are because the a- the SEC and the Big Ten will tell tell them, oh, well, you want to get more than one team in, don't you? Like, this is how you do that. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That's not – don't listen to them. They're not helping you. They're not there to help you. They're there to get as many of their teams in as it. they possibly can so they can get hundreds of millions of more money than you and then buy your teams out from you. That's their you gotta goal. got to risk-reward this thing. And you just saw what you'd be risking. If you start letting up that number, you're going to start risking what Florida State just went through. You cannot allow for that. You have to at least have your conference champion. Hey, ACC, remember when you didn't want to expand from four teams before next year? Yes. And this is what happened to you. This is what happened to you. So don't be dumb. Yeah, now you're going to get sued by that team. Don't be dumb. Don't let less conference champions get automatic bids. Keep it at six. Tell the SEC and the Big Ten, tough. Nobody asked you to expand to 22 teams that or 20 teams or whatever you're at right now. That was your choice. Like, God only knows. You're going to have to split that money up between those teams however you see fit, but that's, that's a you problem. You're not getting more money by getting more playoff teams. We're not doing that for you. Nobody asked for that. That's you. You got to keep... But again, that, that requires big brain and down-the-road thinking from the ACC and the Big 12, and they're just not going to see it. I, I don't trust them. I don't trust them to see it, especially out of the ACC. I think if you told me, if, if Geraldo Rivera took a camera in and was like, we're going to open up this door and look inside the ACC headquarters, just like he did with Al Capone's vault, and they open the door, and it's either empty, just like Al Capone's vault was, or there's a hamster on a wheel on a desk, and that's who's running, making decisions at the ACC's highest level. I wouldn't be shocked. I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. They're just not making good choices. And it's it's proven. It's that, like, seal that, like, picks the game winners. Yeah. That's what a seal's in there. Yeah, or an like... octopus is just reaching <laughs> reaching over, just grabbing random things. A They're dog like, is poking a ball down a set of stairs. Yeah, and it goes in a bucket. Yes, no. Yes, no. Like, yeah. it's just, I hope I'm wrong. I hope the ACC and the Big 12 have the vision that the the SEC and the Big Ten want to expand, I mean, so they can get more. Said a hilarious statement. I know. I, I, I hope they have the vision for this, that, but they're not going to. They're not I going hope to. The ACC has the vit, and I start laughing. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about uh, the NFL playoffs. Yeah, I got the schedule link right there. Yeah, um, I'm looking. So my at Steelers it. got in, and it wasn't mm. the path I thought they needed. I thought it was going to take the Bills losing for for the Steelers to get in. But the Jaguars losing got the Steelers in. So I'm happy they're at least involved. If we're going to have 9-10 wins, we might as well be in the playoffs. So here we are. We have those Bills. And I just hope it's the Bills of November and before and not the Bills of December. And I don't think I'm that lucky. But at least the Steelers are in. Yeah, I think it's one and done for your I mean, Steelers. Your team's not playing this week. Yeah, because we got to buy. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, your your hey, team. My team wins this week. We're coming for you again. Good. I hope you do. Um, because you're you're going to be playing. You're, I here's the thing. I'm not worried about the Steelers winning. They're not going to win. They're playing the Buffalo Bills, who have been red hot here recently. They have been, and th- that's a team. That's one of two teams in the AFC that scare me. The Buffalo Bills and the Cleveland Browns for different reasons. The Buffalo Bills, because I'm actually legit scared that they could 
potentially be going to the Super Bowl this year. The Cleveland Browns, because Joe Flacco's the quarterback, and as good as Joe Flacco has been in the regular season, which he almost never does, now you're putting the word playoffs on the field, and he just turns into a different dude in the playoffs, speaking from experience. Now, there's two different endings for this potential story, right? I'm hoping, because I do think Cleveland beats Houston. I'm hoping Miami beats Kansas City on the road, which I do think is possible, and then we get the Dolphins again. And we can kick the crap out of the Dolphins. And then Buffalo, Cleveland is, you know, uh-oh. So we got to play somebody. I'd I'd rather play Cleveland than Buffalo, if I'm being honest. Um, and then in the AFC Championship, the story is either Joe Flacco on the road again, road playoff quarterback. If he, if he beats the Houston Texans, uh, he will have the most road playoff victories ever in the, NF- in the history of the NFL. So that is insane. But if he go if he beats Houston and then beats Buffalo, then uh he would be playing Baltimore and either we get the distinction of we brought you into this world and we're going to take you out of it Joe Flacco or he does it to us. Um I'm scared about that. The idea of the Cleveland Browns making the Super I don't think the NFL would let that happen. So because I think if you're the NFL, this is where I would trust the officiating to maybe screw the Cleveland Browns on national TV and just really not care about it. Because they would have the choice of Lamar Jackson in the Super Bowl, this hot, big name, big brand, Lamar Jackson, or the Cleveland Browns. (laughs) I would hope the NFL, that would be where, you know, the Cleveland Browns score a touchdown and, you know, oh, someone... Amari Cooper forgot to report as eligible or whatever, and we just throw a flag. And <laughs> it's a penalty. That touchdown didn't count. Oh, the next play is an interception. Oh, <laughs> why oops. Was, why was Amari Cooper not eligible? I don't know. He I don't know. He didn't tell us he was eligible. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. When I look at the AFC, I mean, obviously, I hope my Steelers can win. I, I will take every quarter that we can play good football as a positive. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. But I, I don't know if the Dolphins go into Kansas City in single-degree weather and win. I just – I'm not really seeing that happening. Um, I'm not saying the Texas wins – the Texans win this game. I, w- I am surprised how ahead of schedule they are. With the rookie quarterback, mm-hmm. with how bad they were to get that rookie quarterback, I am surprised how ahead of schedule they are. So, uh, credit to them. And I've watched them twice in the last couple weeks. And, and each time I was like, oh, wow, like they're, they're better than I thought they'd be. Um, I mean, I know my Steelers lost to him early in the season, but that's when we were terrible too. Um, I, yeah, the way Buffalo's playing, you should be a little bit afraid. So I'll, I'll buy into what you're saying there. Um, I don't know. I just, it's the Browns. I, and I'm an AFC North fan too. I just don't, I don't see how it happens. I don't, not, not much less the NFL allowing it to happen. It's the Browns. Like when, like it's the Clippers. Like what, this is it, like, it's going to have to happen before I believe it. I'm not going to be that afraid of it happening. I know you have more faith in Joe Flacco than what I'm going to give. Cause I mean, a lot of times when we saw playoff Joe Flacco, we beat him. So I don't, I don't know. Um, but uh, we'll see. I, I don't know. I'm just not that afraid of the Browns. I just, I'm not, I'm not as worried about them as you are. Yeah. I'm a little worried about that. Uh, on the NFC side, honestly, juicier storylines and juicier matchups. I mean, it starts with the Sunday 4.30 game in the NFC. You get Green Bay, Dallas. That's two big franchises playing each other. 
You have uh, McCarthy going against his former Fox team. Had the first choice. <laughs> uh, yeah. Fox had the first choice at games because when as soon as I saw Green Bay's going to play Dallas, I was like, Sunday night game done. Well, no, see, Fox I didn't think I wasn't choice. thinking Sunday night. I was thinking I forgot that these networks get to pick and they take turns picking. I forgot that that's how that was done. I thought the NFL was going to be like, okay, where do we want to slot this game? And to me, that screamed Monday night. That screamed, we want Packers, Cowboys, Monday night football, because people are going to tune into it no matter when it is. We want it on Monday night. The Monday night game, honestly, I don't even know if I'll watch it. That is the least exciting of the NFC games by a mile. But we'll we'll talk about that in a second. Because the Eagles are just dead on delivery here. (laughs) <laughs> but the Packers, the Packer, it's Mike McCarthy revenge game. It's Packers trying to end Mike McCarthy in Dallas, potentially because Jerry Jones uh, before the playoffs said, we're taking this game by game. <laughs> I was like, well, <laughs> that's a ringing endorsement. <laughs> I missed that quote. <laughs> oh, it's great. Like, it's just, it's something. So taking a game by game. If he wins, still not saying he's going to be back. <laughs> But for Dallas, the good news, if you're a Dallas fan, they've been great at home. They've got two home playoff games. Um, they got to play two games. At least two home playoff games. Well, you're going to have two home playoff games. Um, <laughs> but if you win. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They got to beat Green Bay. But then Dallas lose this game before. The Sunday night game, this is what I thought was the Sunday night game all along. Rams-Lions. Not because of... Sexy Rams, sexy Lions, although the Lions have become a sexy team for ratings. It's Matt Stafford and Jared Goff facing their former teams. They were traded for each other. Now they're playing each other in the playoffs. Awesome storylines there. I mean, when I saw that, I was like, oh, man. And I have a cousin who's a Lions fan, and he was dreading this matchup. He was like, I just don't want to play the Rams in the first round. I just don't want to play the Rams in the first round. Not because he's necessarily scared of the Rams, but because he's scared of facing the guy they gave up who's already won a Super Bowl in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, the Lions getting a home playoff game. I mean, that's have, – have we said that in, our, like, our lives? No. It's the first NFC North championship they've ever won. I guess they won an, an NFC Central championship in my lifetime. But it's – been, It's been a long time. It was over two decades. I think – it's not been three decades, so I think I was alive. I just so it might be the first time since I've been like really aware of NFL yeah. football. Like so, that's I think that would be the accurate statement. Um, okay. Now they've got to win, and they got to play the Rams. They got to find a way to win that game. If they do, it's a potential rematch with the Dallas Cowboys, um, and then the Eagles Bucks winner plays the 49ers. I honestly think that's probably Tampa Bay. I. I the Eagles are maybe the least threatening team in the entire NFL playoffs to me. And that includes the Steelers. Although the Steelers did lose TJ Watt. Okay. The Steelers are the least threatening team. And then the next least threatening team in the playoffs is the Eagles. It's the Keystone State. They're the Keystone Cops in the playoffs. They're terrible. Both those teams are not very good. The last time the Lions had a home playoff game was January 8th, 1994. I, I was watching football then, so it's still been a long time. That's still 20, I mean, uh, 30 years. So it was three decades, exactly. Okay. Um, but, yeah, 
it, from yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, the That's Eagles. Before, though, isn't it? Ninety-four. Uh, it was Barry oh, Sanders. My goodness. It was Barry Sanders. No, Brett Favre. Brett Favre passed. It's definitely Barry Sanders. Yeah. But like this is very Scott early Mitchell. Brett Favre in Green Bay. Scott Mitchell was the quarterback. Season. I'm guessing Scott Mitchell would have been the quarterback then. Um, yeah, 1992 season was so it was the second year for Brett Favre in Green Bay. Yeah, when the last time Detroit hosted a playoff game. Oh my goodness. So Cowboys, Lions I, was Eric Kramer. Oh wow, it was before Scott Mitchell. Ooh. All right. Well, good for him. Um, I do think the home teams win on the NFC side. As I've already touched on, I got Browns. I've got Dolphins on the road in the AFC with the Bills at home. I got... I didn't really pick a pick, but I have the Lions winning. I guess the Cowboys will win. I think the Eagles wake up. I do think the Eagles wake up. So you're going to have Eagles at uh, San Francisco. Then they'll die. And then I think the Lions get it done in Dallas that time. I think they'll have everybody eligible. So Lions, Lions, 49ers, NFC Championship game. The Eagles have been bad during a bad stretch of their schedule. That's why I don't think they're waking up. I just, I don't know. I, I you don't cross the field. I'll put it to you this Bay, way, Leland. You don't Baker wake up. Mayfield. You That's don't wake issue. up when you're dead. And I think the Eagles are dead. I don't yeah. think there's anything waking up. I just see Baker Mayfield as my problem. Unless Baker Mayfield hasn't Buccaneer flag. He hasn't been that line. bad. If you look at his numbers, he hasn't been that bad. How how many touchdowns did he throw against Carolina Saturday, Sunday? I think he was hurt, tremendously hurt in that game. He, I know he wasn't quarterbacking for part of it because if he was he was hurt. I never saw him out of the game. But you know what? You know what, Leland? Did he beat the Carolina Panthers? Because you know who didn't beat the New York Giants? Yeah. Well, you know who didn't beat the New York Giants? The Philadelphia Eagles. In fact, they got rolled by the New York Giants. I think Carolina's worse. They're not 40 points worse than the Giants or whatever that final ended up being over there. Yeah, I just don't like Baker. It's just biasness is what's against me here. It's That's fine. fine. I mean, we're we're talking about losses at <laughs> they lost at home to San Francisco, excusable. At Dallas, okay. At Seattle, mm, which you, team are we talking about? The Eagles. Okay. You you barely beat the no, Giants. They've been bad bad down the stretch. I'm not arguing that they've been good. I just I, I just guess it wasn't forty. Wow, well, I don't know why I thought forty. It was twenty-seven to ten against the Giants. That's because weren't they seeded? They still like, suck. Were, like, I don't know. They were playing for something. They could play. Like they could have. Still they could have still won the division. Yeah, I forgot about that. They could have still won the division, and they lost. They're bad. They're bad. They're bad. I think Buccaneers are bad too. So I, I just don't like. I don't know. If I if there, if anybody's gonna give me some money to pick the Eagles, I'll probably probably do that. <sighs> They lost to the. They were closer to the 49ers than the Eagles were. Now they did play in Week Three and they lost to the Eagles at home. Yeah, Week Three. I'm just not gonna. I'm. I'm not gonna. It's a long time. 
Yeah. This is a long time ago. Like the 49ers had a bad stretch somewhere. Like, and they seem like the strongest team. <sighs> yeah. And then Baltimore just went and beat them. So, like, maybe Baltimore's was Like, I don't know. Like, it just seemed week three. I, I honestly I think that's a matchup thing. I think the Ravens are, their defense is really built to handle a team like the 49ers. I, I am just going to clarify something you said there. I just don't want to give false information. Baker Mayfield played that whole game, so. Oh, I thought he was out for some plays. I I could have sworn I saw another quarterback. No one else threw a pass. Okay, but. well maybe they didn't throw passes, but I could have sworn I saw someone not named Baker Mayfield under center at some point on red zone. But Baker Mayfield has more touchdown passes than uh, I have no. I don't know, like Jalen Hurts. Where's snaps? <laughs> That's, That's not. Yeah, you're not going to see that in the box score. score. Yeah, like, no one else had significant playing time. I I didn't recall anybody else playing. That's fine. We don't we don't have to get ate up with that. Um. I don't know. I'm taking the Eagles, like I said. Did you pick who's coming out of the NFC? NFC? It's going to be the 49ers. Yeah, I have 49ers, and I have anybody but the Ravens out of the AFC. I think it's going to be – I think this is chalkier, baby. I think it's I'm one and one. Field. One and one. I'm taking the field on the AFC side. And we meet in Las Vegas. And there's a reason I'm doing that. And hopefully we beat. Hopefully we There's beat them. There's a reason you're like, oh, I think this road AFC team will win, and I think this road AFC team. But Steelers are going to get beat. Like, there's like we both have our reasons for how we pick things here. Yeah. <laughs> Screw the other one's team. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So yeah, we got three weeks of games, a bye week, and a Super Bowl. So mom, don't ask me who's in the Super Bowl is until mid February, and I'll tell you. I had a conversation with someone uh, this weekend on who's in the Super Bowl. Yeah. My mom doesn't ask yet, but as soon as like a playoff game ends, that's when question like, do we know who's in the Super Bowl yet? So just wait till February In February. I will tell you. And yes, I'm talking directly to her because she listens to every episode. Well, the person who I had the conversation right now, she's hitting the thing to call me and be like, you just said this and not, like, I know when the Super Bowl is. I know you know when the Super Bowl is, but the, that bye week throws everybody off. So it's not just you. It's not just my mom. Like, that bye week messes everybody up. Yeah, um, but the person who I had to have a conversation with about who's in the Super Bowl uh, won't be listening. I am fairly confident of that. Well, maybe she's watching The Office. Um, so let's get to the D block. <laughs> this is, this is when the audience knows we might've talked outside of the podcast for a minute. Um, all right. So what is dominating your life, Joseph? It's a show on Netflix called fool me once. And I'm telling you, if you're looking for a suspense thriller kind of thing, a little bit of mystery, this is the show to watch. It's a mini series. I think it's about six episodes. Uh, each one's about an hour. I might be wrong on the number of episodes, but it is Fool Me Once. It is on Netflix. It is a limited series. Uh, there's a beginning, there's a middle, and there's an end. So uh, apparently I didn't realize that was going to be a big storytelling. big prerequisite for my Netflix experience. But given the movie I watched on Netflix that didn't have an ending, it turns out it's kind of a big deal. Um, but I thought they did a great job with this show. I don't want to spoil anything, but it's about a uh, – it takes place in Britain, um, and the main character is a former – British military uh, pilot, helicopter pilot, I believe. Um, and her husband, right at the start of the show, her husband gets murdered. Her sister has been murdered right before the show starts. 
Um, and so it's like uh, trying to figure out how all the dots connect kind of thing. Um, and there's all kinds of conspiracies and theories and all these other storylines going on. That was in, was that older lady? Is that the one that was in uh, Wolf of Wall Street? I don't think so, but maybe, I don't know. It's not Margot Robbie. Yeah, it's her. It was her aunt Emma. Oh, okay. I didn't recognize her. She also play an older lady in that movie. Yeah, it's not Margot Robbie. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. (laughs) Fool me. Wow. (laughs) Fool me once. (laughs) But I highly recommend it. It's riveting television. That old lady is not Margot Robbie. Yeah. Yeah, you're not going to get fooled on that one. Um, But... (laughs) It's this lady I'm talking about was born in 46. So, so we're confirming not Margot Robbie. All right. Um, <laughs> Margot Robbie's lived twice. <laughs> but again, it's called fool me once it's on Netflix. Highly recommend it. I, I enjoyed the heck out of it. It was one of those things where honestly, like I sat down and there's a lot of laundry that hasn't been done yet because of this show, because I sat down and I was like, okay, one more episode. And then I really need to fold laundry. Well, it keeps you. And then I just, at the end of that episode, I was like, well, I got to see what happens yeah. next. And so, yeah. I like those. Great show. In this in this world we live in without, like, having to wait a week for the next episode often, mm-hmm. I like the shows that just, like, it demands you. I, got, I like that. Uh, I haven't gotten anywhere with the shows I said last week. Uh, Slow Horses, didn't have any started it. Trying to. Seven, like, what has it been? Seven days since we talked last? Seven days I've tried to, like, Oh, we could watch it. Nope, just haven't. So it's just the life we live. Um, but uh, I actually, the time I have been able to sneak in, the kids enjoy watching me play golf on this new PS5. <laughs> so I've taken a little advantage of that. Like they'll say, oh, you're going to make this one or, oh, you're not going to. And then I like try to prove them wrong. And they've watched me develop into a better uh, game player there. I, I lost wow. my game in touch. I hadn't played yeah. in some years now. Like the last time I really played consistently, my oldest, who is now in fifth grade, was buried in my arm, right? Like, just like infant, right in there, months old, if that. That's the last time I played consistently. So I don't I don't feel bad that I had lost my touch, but I had. So uh, it's been fun to kind of get back to it. I finally got to where I'm like, okay, I'm getting better. Like, it, I started rough. I think I, I played that secondary amateur tour longer than the Corn game Fairy? Me too. Like The Corn Fairy Tour? Yeah, I, I was in that corn fairy tour a little longer, I think, than the than the game was like. I think it just kind of kept offering me opportunities to. Well, let's try this. Can you get up this way? And so I got up finally, and then and now I've won a major, so I'm I'm happy. Um, but it took some playing, so I don't know. It, it's just I mean, it's more of uh just like having a minute to do something that's not freaking work and raising of people that uh it doesn't matter what really happens in the video game it's been nice and so uh i've taken a little bit of advantage of that so well you know you mentioned that i don't have that golf game that you have but um i have the other the rival golf game um and i'm an ea sports man yeah that's fine ea sports can go to hell we'll talk about that in a second um (laughs) but they uh the 2k game which has tiger woods on it um, freshly off his Nike deal. Yeah. Uh, but we started, it's a new year. So we started our new tour, uh, 
with uh, the friend group, and uh, we've decided our opening tournament each year is going to be the Yellowstone Open because someone created a Yellowstone course. <laughs> and uh, so I won. Other people just getting shot after every green? Or... No, not quite. <laughs> um, but I, I won. I avoided a second-round collapse in our two-round tournament, uh, which was good. Because uh, there was that back nine started to get me, and I started season up a little bit, but ended up closing out the final two holes strong and held on to win, which uh, was great. Very happy to get the w- first win out of the way this year, and uh, hoping to build success. This year we got rid of putt previews, so yeah, it's gonna be tougher. This mine doesn't have it. The old, the last time I had the Masters golf game, which was a mm-hmm. long time ago. Uh, it had where you could like press the button and it would show you what the putt was going to do. And uh, so it do- this doesn't even have it. It has like a little line there that isn't accurate. So uh, yeah, it is. It, it took me a while to get my touch. So. Yeah. Last year we had putt previews um, this year. We, we decided, you know, the scores were getting a little out of hand. So we were like, well, let's get rid of the putt previews. See what that does to the scores. The scores came down drastically <laughs> but uh we had a good time which is the goal we want it to be competitive and not like you're getting a birdie every hole so that's what we wanted uh what is dominating what i know that you need to know and this plays into your ea sports because you're an ea yeah. sports guy um ea sports sucks that the whole <laughs> week leading up to the college football play national championship there's going to be news about the EA Sports College Football video game. There's going to be news about the EA Sports College Football video game. It's going to be during the College Football National Who was Championship. Saying it? That's what I want to know. Who was saying it? Because I actually wasn't hearing this. Oh, yeah. I was seeing it everywhere. I was seeing it everywhere. From EA Sports? No. But here's the thing, Leland. <laughs> here's the thing, Leland. That's out. It's out there. There are actual media companies reporting this. And EA Sports, if, if EA Sports doesn't have that plan, then come out and say, uh, no, we, we do not. Please do not expect to hear from us on this. Because here's, you want to know what I think, Leland? Bold take. We're not getting a college football video game this year. We're going to hear <laughs> about it. That's the whole reason a PS5 showed up into my house was to cut off the the issue I was going to have next summer yep. with that game coming out. Well, and, uh, you could have waited another year. That's my prediction. Because I think it's dis- it's January now. It's January now, not December. Gosh, um, I heard I heard it was like an off the cuff remark around Thanksgiving where someone was like, "Yeah, I think they're going to have something to announce around the national championship game or something." Like that's where all this started was some offhanded comment by someone not even part of EA Sports, and now everybody has rallied behind that. So now it's like EA Sports is the worst thing that's ever existed. Again, EA Sports, if if that's true, Leland, they so now you're telling me they had since Thanksgiving to say that person doesn't work for us, that's not true. Don't believe that person. And they chose not to. I, I again, this is a game that's already been kicked down the road once. I I think we're going to hear in March or April, we're going to hear, "Hey guys, it's not going to be ready. We're still working on it." And see, the what would make me mad, most mad about that is I've already been told we're just kind of modifying Madden. Like, we're in the same, like, gameplay. But here's Madden, the thing, basically. Leland. I don't think they can get away with that. It used to not be that way. It used to not be Madden Junior. It used to be. It's it was a separate, entity, separate team that. made it. It was good. 
but that's I so think if it's just Matt I think Jr. there's fears. They still can't get it out. Screw that. No, but I think there's fears. I think I think when they said that, the backlash to that scared them a little bit, and I think they've tried to go more tweaking more than just good. making it like Madden. Because honestly, the Madden game has not had good feedback the past few years. I mean, it still well, gets you still Madden. see the Madden, Madden ads. Madden. Everybody talks about Madden when it gets released, and then almost the the it's like clockwork. Madden gets released that day. People are already crapping on the game. Well, that's uh, that's the freaking world we live in now, too. So. Yeah, but that's not every game when it gets released, and it is Madden. <laughs> and I think EA Sports, I honestly, think it's society now. Everything I, that comes I think out. it's I oh, think it's the exclusive exclusivity deal that they had. I think it just made them lazy. They didn't have to try. Maybe I don't I don't want to talk about Madden because I don't ever play Madden. I haven't owned a copy of Madden since like. On you're not five. missing anything. I've I played yeah, last year, so you're not Madden. missing I'm anything. Here for college football. I don't think we're gonna get it this year. If if they're modifying the game to make it less like Madden and have it its own feel like they used to have it, that will have been worth this last year, the one year delay we've already experienced. If it delays another year, yeah. I'm telling you, they're gonna they're gonna keep doing this to the point where people are gonna stop being excited. EA's playing a dangerous game here. They're playing a dangerous game with a fan base that is. Well, I own a PS5 now, so I'll tell rabid. you what. They got me either way. As soon as it comes out, I'm buying it. I don't care how bad the, how bad they piss me off between now and then. Uh, Someone gives know. me the Hokies to play with. I'm ready to go. I don't know, man. I've got the old PS3 version. I've got the revamped mod. I I'm enjoying the hell out of that. If I could play it on my new PS5, I'd be I'd be pumped. I think you would need the disc. I have a yeah PS3. I'm not plugging in my PS3. I just got a PS5. Yeah, I hear ya. I I here's the and thing, Leland. Well, apparently, the PS4 plug get discs playing there. It's nice that they did that. Why couldn't they do it further back? Because they want you to play NCAA football 14. Um, God, I hope so. What do you know? I don't know anything. Okay. Uh, I really don't. I just don't. It's winter. This this time this stretch. I mean, you got like playoff football for NFL, and that's fine. But this like. Second half of January and February. I just, it's the worst time of the year. We argue about March. We argue about April. We argue about October. All summer, people have like love it. Are those the best times of the year? They're all great compared to this stretch. This six week stretch is just, oh, it's terrible. And the snow forecast, come on. If they say it's going to snow a week ahead, just plan on it not snowing. And like, you know what? Normally it doesn't bother me. I'm a, I'm a grown person. I can live with it. But when you live in a house with three little people, when they hear the word snow, it might as well be like they're going to sprinkle candy from the sky. <laughs> it's tough. It's a tough <laughs> dynamic to deal with. So like as soon as they hear, oh, we're not going to school forever. Oh, they're going to say it's going to snow. We're not going to school for four days. Like, and then it's nothing. It's nothing. And I know this week we got a day off uh, because of the flooding. And, and that's fine. Like, mm-hmm. gotcha. But like, 
they were very disappointed on Saturday that it just did not snow like crazy. And it's just, it's just, uh, it's tough. It's tough. They have the sleds laying out. They went and like digging sleds out of the building. They're risking their lives to do this. Stacking each other, like three kids on top of shoulders to do this thing with a trench coat, pull those things off there and get them all ready. They're all sitting outside ready to go. Mm-hmm. They're, they're communicating mm-hmm. through smoke signals and audible noises to the neighbor about he's, how he's going to come, you know, drive them up and down the hill because they're lazy sledders. They should sled the way I did back in my day. But no, no snow. And so it's just great disappointment. And it's just, yeah. I just don't need to hear a weather report about snow unless it's three days before it. I'll start listening. If it's a week ahead, I don't care. What you said is nothing. Yeah, and I I hear you. And this this actually is. I mean, uh, we were supposed to do our extended family Christmas, and it was supposed to end the Christmas gauntlet this past weekend, and that didn't happen because sorry, of the fear of weather. It should not be Christmas now. Now it's just a family gathering, and that's fine. But don't because of the fear of weather. We my mom didn't feel comfortable driving down because she's like, oh, it's gonna ice and it's gonna snow. And it's calling for like six inches down there, and I just. I don't know what we're going to do. And I was like, okay. And then I have a cousin who would have had to go over Afton Mountain. And, well, it's going to be icy up there. We just don't want to risk it. It was rain. It was all rain. There was a little bit of ice here. It wasn't nearly the amount of ice they were calling for. It was ice. It was all melted by the time Thursday ended. It was was insane. Um, Or by the time Saturday ended, I guess it was. Um, But, and now they're, you know, I'm already seeing, you know, well, the next winter storm's coming. I'm like, yeah, bet. Like, yeah. I I don't believe you anymore, weatherman. I don't believe you. And that's the thing. My wife is pretty deep into weather. As she looks at the models and starts telling me what's going to happen, she doesn't just listen to Aubrey or Banowitz or someone else and, like, repeats what they said. No, she, like, looks at why things are going to be this way, what models are showing what and how they're conflicting. Like, she, she gets deep into it. And she'll acknowledge like chance for snow out ahead, but she'll, you know, be pessimistic. And she's always part of the quick, like, yeah, this is going to be way less than we thought. And like, she was on that one. She nailed it. There was no snow. There's another one coming up and it's a week out. And she's just like, yeah, we'll see. And it's three days out. Snow is not worth talking about until it's three days before. We're not getting snow. We're not getting snow folks. I got news for you. If if you're one of those people, it's like, Oh, it's going to be a bad winter this year. And you believed all that. You're, you're foolish. We're not going to have another bad winter. We're not going to get snow. Bad winter means we get a bad ice storm and it knocks out power. The Orioles are good at baseball. So the ice caps obviously melting. And so that's the deal. Like Joe knows. Yeah. And here's the worst part. The Orioles are getting good and we're going to kill the planet before we win a world series. So I'm still not going to get to see the world series. Probably. And it, it and it's going to happen after Jim Harbaugh won a national championship, which is like the worst combination. Wake Forest just lost to Florida State tonight. Well, those are the Oof. two teams that beat Tech. So, um, yeah, I thought Wake was better than Florida State. That's the problem. You know, you were talking about baseball. <laughs> yeah, you were talking about baseball. I mean, the Dodgers keep adding. We got Tay Oscar a couple days mm-hmm. ago. Yeah, I just. At what point? Because here's the thing. The Dodgers can only play so many people at a time. 
<laughs> and it's starting to get to the point where I'm like, how many more players do you need? All of them. I don't like it. I don't like it. I want Major League Baseball to do something about it. I don't know what I want him to do, but I want him to do something. I want John Angelos to have to sell the team too while they're at it. Sorry. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> that, Sorry. Hey, hey, something that, that's dominating my life. Moneyball memes on Twitter always makes me smile. That just, was great. They have Moneyball memes. This one made me laugh, and it's like, like the whole no one, and then it's somebody. It's like no one, nothing, and then it's like Billy Bean during A's game, and then it has these people like full force on a treadmill, like having people pull bands on them and throw like balls at them. And it's just like from the movie Moneyball, and like he would just be freaking running during the game. It made me laugh. Yeah, and you got to hear the audio for it a little bit there. It just a like. second of it, yeah. <laughs> that was great. Um, but yeah, That's what I we're just. Here for. The Dodgers are going to kill baseball. Yes, the Dodgers are the first team that ever have done what they're doing. That's true. They're going to kill baseball. I mean, I don't like it. I don't know what, like, I'm not going to sit here and, like, argue with you. I don't like what they're doing. I, I'll tell you what. They outsmarted everybody getting Shohei. Like, I just, like, that's why everybody's pissed is because everybody else got fooled. Everybody else is like, we could have done that contract. Like, we could have just paid him forever and not paid him now. And, okay. Like, that's why everybody's pissed. I, I'm not going to fault the Dodgers for that contract. Now, the rest of it sucks. But they outsmarted us all on, on That's Shohei. fine. I'm now wishing for bad things. I'm not. I like Shohei. Nope. I'll be not anymore. Not anymore. Because as you touched Yankees, on, so. as you touched on, he's partially responsible for this. Yeah. No. If he had gone to the Yankees, there wouldn't have been there wouldn't have been the period yeah. where I didn't wish this on him. I would have wished yeah. it for, on him day one. I'd have been like, well, I hope you never. I hope yeah. that Tommy John goes poorly. Um, I would root against Shohei if he was at the Yankees. I'm not rooting against him. I, I think it's awesome. I like seeing this once in a lifetime talent. No. I don't. Not anymore. I don't. I want the Dodgers. To you don't be want that team, to shut up about Babe Ruth already, and so I mean Shohei can make that happen for you. Shohei's already better than Babe Ruth. Adley Rushman's already better than Babe Ruth. I, I, what what kind of conversation are we having here? Like, <laughs> give me a wiffle ball bat. I'm better than Babe. Yeah, Ruth. <laughs> Chase Utley was better than Babe Ruth. I mean, what are we talking about here? Like, pick a player, pick a player better than Babe Ruth. Utley, <laughs> Greg Olson. Better than Babe Ruth. Yeah. Francisco Cervelli. <laughs> better than Babe Ruth. Like, this, th- baseball is the only Harley sport. Hope. Better yeah. than Babe Ruth. Yeah. Ryan Flaherty, who I hated. Better than Babe Ruth. <laughs> like, it, this, baseball is the like, one sport Ruth. that has this fascination with, like, guys from 1910 <laughs> as, like, the best players to ever play their game. <sighs> oh, yeah. Back when. You know, back when they were doing, you know, odd jobs on the side, that's when that's when our sport was at its peak. Weird, weird flex. That mentality is what's killing baseball, not the Dodgers. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, you realize you guys have like Tay Oscar is not even the biggest 
deal the Dodgers have done. It's just a deal the Dodgers have done. Yeah, they've done a lot. If of you deals. took Teoscar Hernandez and dropped him back in 1910, he would be an alien. He would just be smashing everything <laughs> over the wall. He would hit a home run every single at bat. And we'd be like, oh my gosh, whoa, Babe Ruth, he can't possibly, what, whoa, I can't believe it, oh. <laughs> All right, follow us at Pod. Uh interact with us like Jeff Wright does. He does so often, and I fail to respond so often because he, he tends to hit me mess when he listens during the daytime, which I'm glad that he can do that, but he catches me at bad moments. He was pumping uh that uh getting good cash is going to uva and him being a uva guy was talking trash. do that to us feel yeah. free to do that to us tell us why uva is awesome see what kind of response you get just try it it's <laughs> interesting jeff gets it sometimes so <laughs> he also <laughs> warned us about the acc officials responses to jeff but we appreciate him interacting with us being a fan and caring enough uh about us i respect the crap out of jeff for fighting through the terrible things that we've said about UVA and still offering up, you know, softballs to us sometimes. <laughs> he also, he also tagged us in a tweet when the ACC officials were, you know, they oh, were yeah. like, these, these refs are from the ACC. And he's like, uh-oh. Dun, dun, dun. Which I almost <laughs> replied. I almost replied. It was like, well, they had to let the ACC in somehow. Yeah, that's the only way we're involved. Does this help Florida State? <laughs> <laughs> Yaxportspod at gmail.com if you need to contact us directly. Also, make sure you're telling your friends to subscribe to us on Podbean, Apple, Google, Spotify. We'll be back next week with more high school talk, and then we'll also be uh, NFL playoffs and more basketball talk. So come back to the Yaxports podcast next week. You've been listening to Yaxports, your Augusta County sports podcast.